If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. everyone and welcome to the night shift this is susan dentino and i am broadcasting live right here on w4cy radio and i am so happy to be here with all of you we're going to have a great show tonight we're going to be talking about mother's day and some of you this is not a particularly easy holiday for those of you that have lost your mom and she's on the other side it can be a bit of a challenge Mother's Day. So what we're going to do is we're going to be talking a little bit about how you might be able to feel her energy, maybe get some messages from your mom. And I do do mediumship, not as much as I do my other readings. Usually if somebody comes to me for a mediumship reading, I have friends and colleagues that are really good with it and I refer them out. But often what will happen is a deceased loved one will come into a reading that I'm doing and when that happens, I of course share the message with whomever I'm reading. So one of the things that I have learned on this journey is that there's ways that our dearly departed loved ones, believe it or not, try and communicate with us and that's what we're going to be talking Talking about tonight. And I know that this is a topic that not everybody agrees with, and certainly everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I'm not in any way trying to convert anybody to this way of thinking, but I truly believe that we are energy and that our physical body is a beautiful shell that we keep with us during our times on the planet. And then once we cross over and our physical body can't support our spiritual body anymore, our spiritual body goes to another dimension, another energy. So it's, you know, it's something that, you know, can really be a challenge when we're going through trying to figure out exactly what all of this means. And it's interesting, I've already got a, uh, a message here in the chat room. For those of you that have not ever visited the night shift chat room. I'd like to invite you to come on over. It's on Facebook and all you have to do is put in the night shift with Susan Dentino. I keep an eye on it and I'll bring you in. Also, my producer Rebel keeps an eye out at the W4CY chat room and certainly feel free to post there as well and I get your questions because she kindly makes sure or comments. And the comment that I got is it's not easy for moms who have lost their child either. And that listener is an excellent point. 
I, I have to share a story with you. And again, for those of you that have heard it before, I apologize. But for those of you that might be first time listeners, I think as we talk about this topic, often what happens is that people might not think that I have personal knowledge of something like you know, someone losing their child. But it's been about seven years, I think, altogether. Uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, as a matter of fact, was eight months pregnant. And towards the end of her pregnancy, she started really feeling lousy and just it was a cold and the symptoms would never go away. Long story short, she went in for one of her, well, what turned out to be her final checkup. And the doctor told her that her baby was no longer viable, that she had lost the child. So we called the family together and everybody went with her to the hospital so she could deliver her baby. Well, while they were drawing blood to make just do all the checks before she went into labor, they discovered that she had AML, which is a very aggressive form of leukemia. So they had to stop everything. This was what had actually, you know, killed her child, so to speak. So they had to stop, you know, this whole idea of putting her immediately into labor because they had to do whatever they could to save her. She was very sick. So I'm very grateful to say that although we lost our little grandbaby that day, my daughter did survive and she's doing very well. But listener, as you pointed out, this is a particularly difficult day for her, Mother's Day. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up because it is very challenging for moms that have lost their babies, their children. And I think that we really need to keep that in mind. It's wonderful to have celebrations like this, but I think that it's just so important that we always keep compassion in our hearts and know that there are people that for these types of holidays, and really all holidays for that matter, it's a real challenge. So I am actually going to be flying to New York City to spend Mother's Day with her. My other two daughters are in Buffalo, New York, and they each have their families. But what makes this day even more difficult for her, besides her grieving for Anthony, which was her little boy who passed intrauterinely, um, what makes it really hard for her is because of all the chemo and everything she had to get to survive her disease, she cannot have her own children. So it makes this holiday even more difficult. Down the road, I really feel that she's going to end up with a child. There's certainly other ways besides natural ways, but I know that this is an extremely challenging time for those people that don't have children, can't have children. So or has lost, have lost a child. So I want to thank you, listener, for bringing that up because it certainly is the case. So we are going to be, again, talking about that. And as I always do each and every week, I did select a card randomly from for the deck that I'm going to be using for my mini readings. Now, tonight I'm going to be trying something a little bit different because I always take the questions from the chat, but I'm going to invite you to give me a call. I usually don't take calls, but I think that I'd really like to hear from some of my listeners now. So, if you're near a phone, you would like to call in with a comment or a question, please call in at 561-623-9429. And again, that's 561-623-9429. And as I said, I'll be doing many readings via these calls, and also I'll be doing many readings via Facebook and the chat room on W4CY Radio. So the card that I pulled, it's um, an, a card that I pulled from a deck 
deck called Messages from Heaven, Communication Cards, and it's by Jackie Newcomb, this particular deck. Now, for those of you that do have a belief that there is an afterlife and that there is a way to communicate with our deceased loved ones, there are quite a few decks of cards that will assist us in doing that. This is one of my, this probably is my favorite deck. It's, again, Messages from Heaven by Jackie Newcomb. I just find that it tends to give me really spot-on messages when I'm looking for some answers from my deceased loved ones. So if this is something that interests you, I'd recommend this deck. And if you can see it in the chat room, I do have it posted, the card that I pulled for today. And as you can see there, it's a lovely illustration. And I just thought it was so significant. This was a random pull that it's on a beach because, again, I live very close to the beach and I'm often on the beach. And again, for those of you that tune in on a regular basis, you know that I lost my husband a little bit over a year ago. So I often talk to him when I'm on the beach, although it's very funny because he was not a beach person at all. So even though this picture is showing two empty beach chairs, it's probably more true than false because that would be me sitting in the beach chair and he would not be in there, the one next to me. He could not stand the sand. So he wasn't somebody that would make a, a trek down to the beach with any type of regularity, that's for sure. But anyways, this this card, I just really like the, the meaning and what it has to say. And that's what I mean when we talk about Oracle cards or any deck of cards like this. See, we'll definitely read what it says on the card. But also, for me, this was very personal because I, the beach for me, the beach with him was a strong connection because he knew how much I loved the beach. So he was really the type that would come to me and give me this symbol, the symbol of the beach and, and just letting me know that, you know, he's around and paying attention and that kind of thing. So I found this to be really interesting that I would pull this card today. But what this card is saying is we understand that sometimes you may feel alone, but we are always here. So that really, again, I think speaks so much to this whole idea of having our deceased loved ones be close by. Now, one of the things that I do do, even though, as I said earlier, I don't do a great deal of mediumship readings, one of the things that I do enjoy doing is really giving lectures and talking to people about some of the signs that our deceased loved ones will leave for us to just let us know that they're thinking about us. And it's really interesting because sometimes I'll be doing a reading for somebody and they've lost somebody and they, they'll say to me, oh my gosh, I'm looking for all these signs. I'm not getting any signs. You know, why is it that I'm not, you know, really being able to communicate and, and I'm doing everything, what's going on. And I find that the more that I talk to this person, they're really getting a lot more signs than you might realize. Okay. So these are some of the things that I want to talk about tonight, because what this card is telling us is that even though they're not with us physically, they are with us in many ways, energetically. And I, I, it's rare that I talk to somebody who's lost somebody that they haven't felt some type of presence around them. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Because I think what happens is that often people will 
really feel that they've got a deceased loved one near them and then they'll think, okay, I'm just making this up. This isn't really what's going on. And I will tell you that I have seen so many things and he had so many things happen to me personally that I know this isn't something you're making up. I know that this is indeed really our loved ones reaching out to us because all they've done is shed their physical skin, but they're still very much with us. So keep this in mind. They want you to know, and this is for each and every one of you tuning in, whether you're listening live, whether you're listening to the podcast on iHeartRadio, this is a significant message for everybody listening. As I said, I'm going to try and get to as many of my questions as I can, but I always like to begin the show with a card that I've pretty much pulled for everybody. So Again, keep this in mind. We understand that you sometimes feel alone, but we're always here. And the one thing I want to say is I do know that it is very, very much the case that when we have lost somebody that we love and you're not able to really communicate with them physically, that it's very nice to know that they're with you energetically, but there's a big difference. And I understand that. So I just want to point that out, that it's not the same as having them here physically. And grieving is an emotional process that we all go to. And I want to say hi to Tatiana, one of my good friends, uh, rock goddess Tatiana, fantastic musician. And she's just stopped by to say hello in the chat room. So Tatiana is actually a mom too. I believe she still has two cats. So we certainly really want to give a shout out to our pet moms as well, because we know that those are a very important part of our family. So now one of the questions, when are we able to see the signs? Once somebody has crossed over, there's different theories as to how long it takes before the deceased loved one will reach out to us. I have found really with people that I know and that I have personally been in contact with, in other words, people that I really know well, like family members and things like that, that have crossed over, I'll often feel their presence and get a really strong visual at their funerals. Now, one thing that, and again, this is all theory because we won't know for sure until we're over on the other side and can ask these questions. One thought is that if somebody goes like really in a way that they're prepared, that they kind of know that death is imminent, that they're crossing over, that they can communicate much quicker on this side than people that die suddenly. So again, there's all different theories with this. I've heard that it takes up to six months because they rest over there for a while. Again, you could probably talk to 20 people and get 20 different opinions as to what is going on and how you get signs. But I have found really, for instance, when my dad passed, uh, he was, you know, they were giving his eulogy at the church and there was a red card that kept on flying right up to the window. And I just knew that was my dad. I knew that was my dad coming to say and let us know that he was okay. And now every time I see a red cardinal, I really feel that it's my father giving me that sign. The big thing here and the big takeaway from this show is that you really have to be open to the signs. And what I mean by that is that you have to allow yourself to receive these signs and be open-minded that 
Yes, they can communicate with you. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of some ways that our deceased loved ones will get through to us. And we're really talking about moms because it's Mother's Day coming up. And as I said, I know it's particularly difficult for those people that have lost their moms. Even I think if it's been a while since you lost your mom, there's such a place in our hearts for our mothers that it's really something that when we don't have them physically we always miss them and so when mother's day rolls around it's really a time where we think about them and really maybe want to talk to them so one of the ways that our deceased loved ones will communicate with us is by leaving coins often it's dimes and what i have found because i really feel like my husband does this a lot i have found that i will find dimes in a random place and if i look at them more times than not there's a significant date on the dime that would have some bearing like our anniversary um birth date you know again it would be a year obviously not the entire date but i always really look at whatever coins i find to see if there's more information than just physically finding a coin but that's a way often that our deceased loved ones will get really a message to us they will leave us a coin and what they really want us to know more than anything else is that they are still with us and that they are okay so just know that that's something that our loved ones want us to know. And we know especially our moms. Our moms really want us to realize that they're doing well. So coins are one way. Another way is that sometimes if your mom had a special perfume, something that she wore that you're very familiar with, or maybe even a favorite flower, and there's a scent that's highly associated with that flower. For instance, my favorite flower are stargazer lilies which have a very strong aroma so i have a feeling that this would be something that would be very associated with me because anytime i can have those flowers in my home i do so i'll buy them and it'll infuse the house with that aroma so my children are very used to that smell and i'm sure will associate it with me i'm not one to wear perfume but that's something that i really like so sometimes what you will find is that you will smell a scent that's associated with your mom that has no physical reason for being there. And I know I keep on going back to my husband because my mom has been gone for quite a few years and now my husband really seems to be getting more signs. I had a reading done not that long ago and the reading, the reader told me that my mom was very busy over there, which makes a lot of sense because since she crossed over, I have not really communicated with her too much but that might be one of the reasons why I'm getting so many more signs from my brother I'm sorry from my my husband but one of the things that I've noticed is I will go into an elevator and it will be full of his the the aroma of his aftershave and the cologne that he wore. And now I always say, well, maybe the person right before me in the elevator had their cologne on. But it's just interesting how that happens. It's usually at a time when I really need to have a validation that he's close to me, that all of a sudden I will smell his cologne. So 
that can be a very strong message from your mom that she is with you. If you smell something that's closely associated with her, it could even be something like a favorite dish that she cooked, something that really you tie into your mom. And again, we're you know, singling out moms right now, but this can pertain to any deceased loved one that scents without a physical reason are a strong way that a deceased loved one will come into your energy and really let you know they're there. Sometimes if the person was a smoker, you will smell cigarette smoke and there's no logical reason that you should be smelling it cigarette smoke. So that's another way that you can really get into this whole vibe of being with your deceased loved ones. Another way that they will come in is during dream time. And people will always say to me, well, how do I know the difference if this is just me dreaming about the person or this is somebody that, you know, is really coming in? And what I will tell you is that when it, it is a really vivid dream, you will know it, it's like the person is there. And I feel that they do this because they don't want to startle us. They don't want to just show up like in that movie, Sixth Sense. They really want to be gentle with our messages. And I actually had a very vivid dream with my mom where she was, I was in my car and I was driving on the road and she was standing on the road and I stopped and I rolled down the window and she gave me this message. And one thing about my mom, once my dad passed, she really had a very difficult time because my mom and dad were very, very close. And so all of us kids, really, there's my, my two siblings and myself, we were really jumping through hoops trying to make her happy. And the bottom line was, God bless her, she wanted my dad back. <laughs> that was what she wanted. She always had it in her head that she was going to go after my dad, so she never felt that she was going to have to deal with being a widow. So, you know, we went to great lengths trying to make her happy, and it would work for a while, but for the most part, she dearly missed my dad, and I don't think ever rebounded after he passed. So now I'm in this very vivid dream and I'm in my car, as I said, and I'm driving down the road and there's my mom standing on the road. I stopped the car, rolled down the window and my mom, you know, comes into the window and she says, you did everything you could. You did everything you could. And it was as simple as that. And then I woke up and I knew that I had still been thinking, well, could we have done more? Were there things that I should have tried? And that really gave me such closure on that whole idea of feeling that there was more that I could do. So again, the dream was very vivid. It wasn't a typical dream. I mean, it was like, I really felt that after I woke up, it was as if my mother, I had been with my mom. So that is a very good indication of a deceased loved one being with you when you're really having very vivid dreams and just really knowing that uh, they really come through and, and want you to know they're okay. So um, Tatiana is letting me know that she's still got her two fur babies. So that's good, Tatiana. Um, so we have another question. How long are they earthbound? Okay, that is another great question. There is a belief, and I think like if you ever watch the movie Ghost, that's an old movie with Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze. I feel that there's really a lot of truth to that, especially 
when it comes to the one gentleman who's on the train, who seems that he's really like stuck in this atmosphere. He's stuck in this energy. And again, this is all theory, but when we talk about earthbound spirits, it's a feeling that the person could not let go of their physical life. So they just kind of hang around. And this is where we get all of our ghost stories. If you've ever been to Lilydale, and it's in the Western New York area, and I have actually taught at Lilydale, it's a spiritualist community. And basically, all all the readers there are mediums and they have to go through stringent training. As a matter of fact, a few years ago, um, HBO did a special on Lilydale and they did an excellent job in really showing how these people had to go through all of this training and testing, testing more so than training to be qualified to serve as a medium in Lilydale. And all of these houses are together and you can make, uh, it's a little community. It's one of the oldest spiritualist community in the United States, if not the oldest. And it's open during the summer, not during the winter. I felt when I went there, and I've taught a couple classes there, I could really feel earthbound spirits there. I could really feel like that energy. And again, one of the reasons why I said that I don't do a lot of mediumship is because most of the time when I'm doing my readings, I work with angels. And I will get the messages that are good for my clients, informative for my clients by going to the angelic realm to get the messages. Now, one of the fallacies about our departed loved ones, as wonderful as they may have been, they do not morph into angels. The belief is that angels are an entirely different energy. They were created by the divine as divine messengers between the divine and ourselves. So when you're working with something like an angel, uncontrolled, conditional love, it's a different energy than when you're working with a deceased loved one. So the whole idea of them, you know, getting their wings is is not accurate in my belief system. So if they were very good people, they're very trustworthy where you could rely on them for advice. They might become spirit guides, things like that. But it's not like, again, they become angels. It's two different energies. So when I work with the angels to get my information during readings, it's a higher energy. When you're working and doing mediumship, again, you're really dealing with a human type of energy. So the energy is a little bit, I don't want to say lower, it's just different. Different, heavier would be a better way to put it. So an angel energy is lighter than what I perceive is when I'm, you know, working in mediumship. When I went to Lilydale, I could really feel the heavy energy, and I really felt that it really made me feel that there were many people there that were probably trying to communicate with their loved ones on this side. Again, I think Ghost, that movie, really gives you an accurate description of what it's like for our deceased loved ones who are trying to get a message through. So again, if you've ever had a mediumship reading, often what will happen is that you want to reach out to a specific person and because of free will, even on the other side, that person doesn't necessarily 
have to come through. So sometimes what will happen is there will be somebody else's energy coming in and you'll be maybe hearing from a great aunt that you never knew about that has a message for her son or something along those lines that will come through in your reading because of the whole free will thing. It's not like, again, if you call on an angel because of the way they are designed, they have to come. They, you know, anytime you call an angel, they come to assist you and it's different. So that's why sometimes you can go for a mediumship reading and be disappointed because your person that you would like to communicate with does not come in. But again, like I said, I've heard great things about the mediums at Lilydale. I've never had a reading there, but for me, especially in this one library where they used to do what they called spirit paintings, where there would be an artist who would actually like go into a trance and then just do these paintings. Like I, I believe they have one of Abraham Lincoln up there in that. And I think it was like a gallery or a library. I don't recall. It's been quite a few years, but I could feel the energy of deceased people there. So that's what I would say. So as far as how long are they earthbound, it's all about how long it takes them to go to the light. And again, this is my belief that we are shown the light. I believe that there are people there to welcome us that have crossed over. And more times than not, it's such a feeling of unconditional love. Anybody that you read about that's had a near-death experience, that's what they talk about, the unconditional love that they feel. So most people are not reluctant to go over there. They're very inclined to go there versus staying earthbound. So as far as how long they're, again, it's almost as long as they want to stay connected to the physical plane. And I really believe this is why you've got these places that are haunted because there are deceased people that just can't let go of their physical surroundings. So it's relative. If it's somebody, if you have somebody that you love that you want to make sure is going to the light, and again, you can pray and send them love and light and keep, you know, unconditional love going to them. Then there's an angel, Archangel Azrael, and that's A-Z-R-A-E-L. And he is an angel that will assist with grieving. And he's also an angel that will assist with bringing people to the light and going to the other side. Archangel Michael is another one that can help bring people to the light that have crossed over that might be reluctant to go. But again, if you read any books or anything about near-death experiences, more times than not, people will say that they didn't want to come back, that they were, you know, so, you know, saw the loved ones that have passed and they felt all this unconditional love that they didn't want to come back. So earthbound, again, that's something that can really, you know, it's a very difficult thing to give a definitive answer to. So I would just say that it all depends on the deceased loved one and how long it takes them to let go. So that's a good question. Thank you, uh, listener, for tuning in and asking. And again, I am taking your phone calls this evening if you'd like to call in at 561-623-9429 with, uh, you know, I'll pull a card for you from the deck I'm using this evening, Messages from Heaven, or again, post in the chat room and uh, we'll get you that way. Uh, can they give us signs while they are still here? Okay, so I am not quite sure what you mean by that question. So, 
I'm assuming maybe this is somebody that you're wondering if your mom can give you signs or somebody can give you signs and they're not deceased. I personally feel that that falls under the realm of synchronicities. Like, for instance, when we're thinking about somebody and all of a sudden the phone will ring, I think we have little miracles and little signs happening all the time. I feel that we can be telepathic and get through to people without physically doing so. Okay. I mean, you hear this all the time, especially with twins where they're able to communicate with one another and not speak. So I do think that we can get signs from our loved ones and our friends and our family, even if, you know, they are on this, this side, but they're not physically with us. Like for instance, we're driving in the car and all of a sudden we get this idea, we should call our mom. And and so we're thinking, okay, you know, as soon as I, I can pull over, I'm going to give my mom a call and you call her and something was going on that she really needed to talk to you. She really needed to get through to you. So that would be a sign that you're getting. So again, it's this whole idea that right now our intuitive abilities are heightened and that we are relying on more than just our five senses more and more. And this is where these signs come in. And this is where our interpretation of these signs come in that are so important to really making sure that we understand that we have the ability, that we're energy. And just like turning on a radio, we can turn on our own vibration in order to attract things that aren't physically there. So we talked about coins. We talked about smelling things, okay? Sometimes they will come through to us in music. Now, there could be like, piano, you'll actually physically hear sounds that aren't there. Somebody playing the piano and your loved one played the piano and there's nobody playing the piano. Also, I have found that lyrics in a song where I'll be thinking about somebody and all of a sudden the song will come on the radio and sometimes it can be a song that's very obvious that it was a song I shared with my loved one or it can be something that all of a sudden I'll hear these lyrics and think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I love you and I'm right here, you know, <laughs> something like that that's in the lyrics of the song. And I'll realize that that's really something that, wow, somebody's trying to get through to me. Somebody is really trying to make me realize that I, that person is there with me, even though they're not there physically. So that's another way, music, lyrics, certainly if you shared a favorite song and it comes on, that gives you information that your deceased loved one is with you. And we have a question, is this all in our minds or actually real? And you know, this speaks to what I talked about a little earlier in that people will be getting these signs and think they're making them up. They'll think, well, this isn't really happening. But if you pay attention, like if you start finding all these coins and there's no logical explanation for why you're feeling these coins, then you have to be open-minded to think that it is your deceased loved one trying to reach out to you and trying to let you know that they're okay. So I 
I think in the beginning, it's human nature that we want we want proof. We want concrete proof that what we are experiencing is a sign. And it takes a lot. We tend to be cynical. We tend to not believe that. But you will find when, if you are open and paying attention, that these signs repeatedly over and over again, it comes to a point where you can't deny them. I mean, it was like the other day I found a dime in the laundry room and there was no reason why that dime should have been there. I mean, there are times I will admit that <laughs> I've got coins falling out of my pockets and I might find one in a car or something and I'm going to think, okay, you know, it probably fell out of my purse, but there was no reason why this dime should have been in the laundry room and it was there. So even me who really believes all these things, it, it takes a lot before I say, okay, I get it. You know, I thank you for letting me know you're here. So I think it is human nature to feel that we're making this stuff up and this is all just things in our mind. But I'm telling you that when it's repeated, you finally have to get to a point where you say, you know what, this can't be a coincidence. I I've really got to be experiencing this. So open-mindedness is key. So I'm going to say, no, it's not in your mind. It's actually real. And as we're talking about Mother's Day, one of the ways that you can communicate with your mom is to go into meditation. And it can be very simple. It doesn't have to be anything that's time-consuming. It can be short and just sitting in a quiet place. The one thing I would recommend you do is make sure you're someplace where you won't be disturbed and just sit in a quiet space and maybe light a candle or if she did have a favorite flower, maybe have a, a flower around that was something that was her favorite or if you have a perfume of hers something that reminds you of her and what you can do is very quietly sit in meditation and then visualize your mom and and really you find that you can really visualize your mom really looking nice and healthy. I know sometimes what happens is that our, our loved ones pass and at the end they're not in particularly good health and sometimes we feel like that image is burned into our brain so that we really can't visualize them any other way but being ill. But uh, if this might take a little bit of practice, but the more you do it, you'll really find that there's a memory of your mom in a beautiful time, maybe at a time when you celebrated Mother's Day in the past. And when you're getting into this visualization, be as specific as you possibly can. See if you can recall what, what she was wearing, how her hair was, if she wore glasses, did she have her glasses on, where were you, what were you doing? And once you can really grasp onto this visualization, and this really goes with what the listener just wrote, do you believe that this is actually real, but I am telling you, the more you do it, the more you will believe it's real. Get your mom, visualize her, and then visualize you having a conversation with your mom. And when you first do this, I know you'll probably feel that you're making up her answers, but the more you allow yourself to really just be in the meditation, be in the visualization and talk to your mom, you're going to find that maybe in the beginning it might seem that it's a little bit like panned, so to speak, that you're really like speaking for your mother, but the more you do it and the more you allow yourself to really get into it, you will find that your mom will 
be talking to you pretty much the way she was talking to you on this side. And if you're looking for advice and she was somebody that you went to advice for, you'll find that you will get some nice concrete advice by doing this. So that's another really great way to really communicate with your deceased loved ones. You can talk to them just as if they were there. And this visualization is a great way to do it. Or what you can do is really just have a conversation and not even go into meditation. Like just pretend your mom is right next to you and start talking to her. And sometimes I have found with families that our moms might be with one of the other siblings. So if it seems like everything's really quiet, that could be very accurate because it could be that maybe your mom is visiting somebody else. Again, this is my belief that unlike angels who can be with a multitude of people at the same time, our loved ones can't. So it's not that type of energy. So if our loved ones are with our brother or our sister, they're not going to be with us. So you might sometimes feel that they're not with you and that could be very accurate. But it's really getting into that whole idea that you can trust the way you feel. That if you're feeling that presence or really feeling that they are sitting right there with you having the conversation, it's because they are having a conversation with you. And as I said, it's all about you being open. So not so much about believing that all of this is made up as much as realizing that you have this ability. I know I took some classes a while back and the teacher used to tell us that she really felt that it wouldn't happen, you know, for quite a few years, but she really felt with the advances we were making in technology that there would come a time that we would be able to actually talk to our loved ones, like they would make phone calls and things and that we would actually be able to talk to them. So who knows, that would be a beautiful thing. It would be so nice to be able to pick up a phone and maybe ask a couple questions and just see how things are over there. So these are all different ideas that you can utilize, especially on Mother's Day when you're looking for a day to honor your mom that's crossed over. These are all ways that we can utilize that can really communicate with the people that we love that are no longer with us. And with a day like Mother's Day where it is so important that we really feel their presence and feel their love because this is the whole basis of everything that I'm saying this evening. Love never dies. Love never dies. Love is eternal. So the love that our mothers had for us and shared with us still can definitely give us those hugs and make us feel wanted and make us feel loved. They're so much a part of who we are. And it's just a time of celebration for their lives. And again, especially if you lost your mother relatively recently, the whole idea of celebrating just seems to be something that is not in our radar at all. And you know what? Give yourself permission. It might be a day where you want to just really grieve and really allow yourself to shed those tears and, and miss the person. Because I think sometimes we try and keep that all bottled up in ourselves 
And we don't give ourselves permission to really grieve and allow it to all just, I always say that crying is uh, detoxing from the inside out. So I'm a great crier. I believe in it. There's some days I just feel like it's the best medicine to just allow myself to release. So just keep that in mind that it's definitely something that you can do and something that you need to allow yourself to do. If you're going through a grieving process, do whatever it takes. And even if your mom's been gone a great deal of time, I have found in my own grieving process that there's no such thing as it being done and that things will hit you at the most most unusual ways where you'll think, okay, I'm having a good day. And then all of a sudden this happened to me the other day when I watched a movie that I had no idea was going to bring back so many memories and it just did. And so I had a good sob fest (laughs) as I was watching that movie. So again, that's something that you really want to give yourself permission to do. These are all ways that you can really help yourself to feel better. And that's the one thing that you want to do. We know the people that loved us, they wish that they were still with us physically, but more than anything, they want us to be happy. So moms that wanted us to be happy when they were here certainly want us to be happy when they're not here. So they're going to try and reach out to us and let us know. So again, let's just recap. They can come to us through perfume scents. They can come to us by leaving coins. Great way to get in touch with them is through meditation and talking to them in meditation. They can come through to us in music, songs that they enjoyed, instruments that they love to hear. These are all ways that they can get through. And dream time is a very powerful time. And sometimes what you can do is right before you go to sleep, just ask them, say, you know what, I would really love to talk to you communicate with you. If only, you know, you could come through and that can work as well. And again, you might think, oh, well, I'm setting the stage for this dream and I'm really expecting this and that to happen. So am I making it up? And anything along these lines, we can always find a way to make it seem that, oh, yes, we're making it up. But I am telling you that you're not and that it is this love that these people had for us when they were here that they're also displaying to us as they crossed over. I'm going to talk a little bit more about about oracle cards and how that can help you communicate. Because again, talking about this deck that I was using this evening called Messages from Heaven by Jackie Newcomb, great deck again to get messages. And what you do is you would use it as you use any other oracle deck. You would ask a question, what does my mom want me to know? Shuffle the cards and draw a card. And this can really be a powerful tool to use to communicate with your deceased loved ones. James Von Prague has a Uh, he's quite a famous medium. He has a deck out as well. I believe it's called Hello from Heaven, if I'm not mistaken, but that's another deck. But again, like any of the decks that I've discussed in prior weeks, it's all about what resonates with you. So just knowing that there is ways that you can talk to your mom. Another thing to do is to sit and journal and on a day like Mother's Day and just sit down and start writing down questions that you would like to ask your mom. And as you're 
writing down questions without censoring yourself at all. Listen for the answers and then just write down whatever comes to you. And don't in any way try and come up with things. Just allow it. And it might not even make sense in the beginning. But just ask a question. How are you? And answer it. Maybe as simple as fine. What are you doing? Doing things like that. And you will find that once you get into that, you can have a really good conversation going back and forth with doing that type of journaling. And it's actually called automatic writing, where we're reaching out to non-physical life, but non-physical energy, our, our deceased loved ones, and we're reaching out to them and asking them to come through and just give us some guidance and let us know that they're okay. I know that it's um, the Long Island medium is very popular and she has a show and I think there's many people that are familiar with her and she says this over and over again that the main reason our deceased loved ones communicate with us at all is because they really want us to know that they're doing okay and that they're happy and doing fine on the other side so okay here's a question how do we keep our privacy if they are just hanging around you know it's really interesting Interesting because I've had somebody else ask me that about guardian angels, that how do we keep, you know, if our guardian angels are with us all the time and we call them all the time, I really believe that energy is different from what we expect. And I don't feel like our deceased loved ones are with us peering in on everything that we do. It's not the way I believe that it works. And again, this again is all open to theory and open to whatever your belief is. But I really believe that it's not like that. I've had other people ask me that question, and I think it's really intriguing because it could be disconcerting to think that everything that you're doing, your mom and dad are watching if they've crossed over. I'm sure there's certain things we wouldn't want our parents peering in on. I don't think it works that way. I think just the way we have privacy in our physical life, we also have privacy in our and when we've crossed over and in that life as well. I don't think it's something that they're... Um, doing all the time where they're, like I said, like doing this kind of voyeur type of watching us. I think they come in to let us know. The belief that's on the other side, there is a great deal to do. We begin with a life review. We came into this life to learn things. We go through a life review to see what we learned, how our life went. Did we fulfill our soul's mission? We do all of that. So it's not like we're just hanging around our loved ones. Once we cross over, you see the world in a very different way. You see just love. And so, so many of the things that are offered there give us enough enjoyment that it's not, in my opinion, something that we're always like in every part of our loved one's lives. And I think this is where we, where you really have the earthbounds where there could be issues because they can't seem to let go. But energetically speaking, I truly believe that this is not something that we have to really be worried that somebody is peering at us all the time. So, 
we are coming to the end of the show. And again, I apologize for those uh, tickles and the brief, uh, the brief time I had myself on mute. That wasn't a good thing. I just want to wish each and every one of you out there that's listening that is a mom, I want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. I also want to remind you the important thing to remember and to take away from all of this is that love never dies and that our moms are love and would really just be with us any way that they possibly can. So embrace that. Try some of these little things that I've said. Try meditating and talking to them or doing the writing. Really allow yourself to dispel disbelief and to believe that your moms are with you. That's magic and that's magic you can make. So thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back next week. And until then, I want to remind each and every one of you that life is a journey. Enjoy the ride. I'll see you next week. 